0: Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Business of the Music Business podcast. I'm Pam Rossi. And I uh, just wanted to, because this is our first one, our inaugural podcast, I wanted to just give you an idea of what these podcasts are about and uh, give you an idea of what you can look forward to each and every episode. Of course, um, you know, I've been in the radio business for many, many, many years. I'll just add that. And I've dealt with a lot of musicians and I've had them in the studios and we've talked about their craft and, and then we've talked, heard some great music and all of that, but there seemed to be something different. So the question is, uh, you play an instrument, you sing, so now what? And to be a successful musician, you need to know the business side of your craft. If you don't do it, uh, well, it's basically just a hobby, uh, the way I look at it. And so many times when I talk to musicians, I can tell the the difference between some of them is like, yeah, I just love going out and playing. And it's like, well, do you want to make money on this or do you want to just make it a hobby? You know, you have to make that decision. But I know a lot of people want to make this uh, their business. They don't want to have to have the second job during the day and play at night. That just gets to be too much. And so the whole point of this, the business of the music business is to help musicians to grow, get to that next level. And we're going to talk about all kinds of things throughout the different episodes, you know, from marketing, your EPK, the royalties, the contracts, you know, how to get your music in film and TV. I mean, there's so many different things to touch on. So uh, there's plenty to talk about. And um, thank you for being part of this and listening. Do appreciate that. So, I have, uh, for my first guest, I have in the studio here, yeah, we're in a studio, beautiful podcast studio here, I have Natalie Bruno. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Pam. And then on the phone I have Don Verbriggy. Hi, Don. Perfect, Pam. Hi. <laughs> Took a moment to make sure I said that one right. Um, and both these women are part of Jotful, and they do websites. You know, and so many times I, you know, would find musicians that don't do the right website, and it's really difficult when I want to find out about them before they're a guest on my show. I would, you know, hope there's a website so I can find out about them and see, you know, everything they've been doing. But a lot of people don't have the website, so I thought this would be a good one to start with, um, with these two women that know about
1: websites that's basically what you do right Natalie It is build websites Yep we design them we build them we host them secure them and we co-maintain them Okay
0: Well and Don is the CEO and founder mm-hmm. and you are the customer and business development lead so Correct. the two of you together uh, you know and I was on your website and it you know it's very simple I liked it, it was you know got to the point you know what you guys do and and that's what they all should be like, yes. <laughs> in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we're just going to touch on different things, you know, and how to gear this towards musicians. And, w- and, you know, I guess the first question is, you know, do, does a musician need a website? Yeah,
1: sure. I'll take that. I think that uh, a lot of musicians, um, think that a reliance on social media is probably enough for them Mm -hmm. and we actually it's not just musicians we see this a lot in the small business world um and that being on social media platforms it's free um there are many of them uh and that they think that they can sort of navigate this and this would be enough to sort of promote what they're doing um and it seems like a an easy and a foolproof way to promote but Mm -hmm. in, in the end um it's not so we think with these platforms um they don't um they don't provide you a lot of control or the ability to sort of craft your own brand. And so what a website will do is it's an online headquarters for their music and a space that they can control for the long haul. I think a lot of people think that they can get away with social media profiles, but um I think there are several reasons that they shouldn't, and i can mm-hmm. I'm happy to articulate some of those <laughs> feel free, yeah, you know, okay. just I'm sure there you know a lot of musicians are going to be listening and thinking, oh, yeah, that's what same thing yeah. So go ahead, yeah, sure. Um, so first of all, having a site makes them look professional hmm. and it'll help them stand out, um, among, let's look at, uh, clarinet players. If you are, you know, um, one to have a website and the other nine don't, you're going to stand out to anyone who might hire you for a gig or a, a teaching opportunity as more professional. Um, <laughs> it shows that they're taking their music seriously. Uh, that also probably means that they're more dependable. Um, or at least people will think that, uh, which is an important character right characteristic right. for anyone who's going to hire them. Um, there's an assumption people make when looking at your site that uh, if you have a good-looking professional site, you are also probably more talented. And I know wow. this is not necessarily something that is accurate, but we find that always that there's a perception if you have a higher-quality website that you are also going to be more quality at what it is that you Interesting. do. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so visitors uh, to the website will correlate that professionalism across the board. It's just human nature. Um, I think number two, uh, is people want a one-stop destination. Mm. So, you know, if you have a Facebook account and you have a, um, an Instagram, you know, you might put some things on one and some things on the other, but the people who are going, first of all, they might not be on those platforms. Uh, and second of all, they kind of want to see you in your entirety all in one place. Okay. So I've been, um, on both the performing side and the hiring side, um, or contracting side as a musician myself. I'm a trumpet player. Um, so I can talk about this actually more from the contractor uh, side for the okay. moment. If we were hiring a musician, either a soloist or an ensemble, uh, the first thing that we would do is we would look for their website, mm. number one. Uh, it's the easiest way to get a quick overview of what a musician um, or an ensemble is all about and where else they're active, which is really important. Um, Plus, it's the easiest way to sign up for their mailing list. So say we weren't going to necessarily hire them right away, but mm-hmm. we wanted to stay in touch and see what they were up to. Um, and we can talk about some of the best practices for what you might have on your website. Okay, um, we'll get to that. Yeah. Right, good. <laughs> um, but a mailing list uh, opportunity is one of them. Um, and so let's say, you know, we liked what they saw, uh, we would just sign up for it and we would, uh, follow them, um, which it's hard to do that. You don't have the opportunity to do that on social media. yeah Um, you can have a very simple contact form, um, you, or if for people who are a little bit more technologically advanced, they might sign up for some email software that would also, uh, connect to your website, but it just makes it, um, easy for people to connect with you from one place. Okay. Important. Very yeah. important. Yeah, and I think along those same lines, um, it's just sort of the center of the experience for anyone who's going to try to find out about you. Um, it's the only place that you're really going to be able to control your own brand. Mm. Um, you can do that uh, just slightly on social media, but um, not really, right? Yeah. This is like totally yours. Um, and you get to bring your aesthetic to your work and make sure that you are representing your work the way that you want to and you believe it should be represented. Um, and, you know, I I I, like that. Yeah. You,
0: you can't just, you know, just throw it out there, especially social media. It's just, you know, I mean, there's thousands and thousands of other posts, you know, right there. It's like, you know, you kind of get lost, right? But your own website, it's you, this exactly, everyone sees that exactly what you're all about. And here's what
1: you get. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think it depends a little bit on where people are at in their careers. Um, so I think that, uh, Let's just say a soloist type um, might be auditioning for orchestras uh, and that may be the place that they want to go and they're totally committed to that. They might not take the time to focus on their – uh, website, but so many musicians now have to do many things oh, or yeah. <laughs> get to do many things. Um, so they might do some teaching, some performing. Uh, they might run decide to run a series or go to a festival. Um, there's a multitude of things that people will do to build their careers. Okay. And so, for sure, if you're in that camp, making sure that you have a website is critical for your business. Yeah, you
0: don't want you know, especially a lot of times, like a Facebook would say, "Well, make another page when you're the teacher. Make another page." For this and that, and we'll talk about confusing, exactly. you know? <laughs> you know, and I love the fact that can—it's all right there, mm-hmm. you know. The, oh, oh, this person will teach. Oh, this person will perform this right. kind, of, or you know, at, at a wedding or at a party or something. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it all has to be central. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Well, what an um, Don is still out there with us. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, and I, you know, don't know who knows, who knows the best part of each one. Uh, Natalie just handled that question and, you know, and the explanation, uh, pretty well. So, and you, and you did touch on, you know, what you should have in it. So what does make a really good website? What, what do you look for, you know? Sure. On a website? What should be there mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a musician?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I can take that. Sure. So I think Natalie did a fantastic job explaining why it is that you need a website. And really when you think about it, All of your other presence points online, whether that be your social media accounts or any other sites where you're listed or any PR that you get, all of that should really be pointing back to your website and bringing traffic to your website, which is where you can more fully tell the story of your brand. So we always think of the website as being the the centerpiece of your entire marketing Um, And so for that reason, the number one thing is that you should define the goals for your website before you begin building anything. So what is it that you want to accomplish? Are you going to be selling products on your website? Are you trying to grow an audience? Um, Natalie alluded to the fact that oftentimes musicians will have mailing lists or maybe the ability to share some of their content, share some videos or share some audio files from their website. Or are you trying to get bookings for gigs, for example, through your website? How you, What you define as your primary objective is really going to be the key driver for determining what it is that's on your website, as well as how things are laid out on your website.
1: Okay. We,
2: you know how when you go to websites, you'll often see a button right up front on the website, and it'll say something like, book now, or... Sign up for our mailing list. Right, right. The call
0: to action, yeah. right, right up front.
2: That's, exactly. That's yeah. the call to action button. And what we see oftentimes is that small business owners hide the call to action button, which is the primary objective for the website, right? Yeah. So you want to be really upfront with that and make sure that all of your users
0: can always find that call to action button. That makes sense. A lot of times it's way on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> yeah. Cheating. Now I'm thinking, exactly. is mine? You know, up from the top or not? You know that I'm thinking about. It. That's true. It's if it's down the bottom, you know, you've got to, you want it above the fold, as as we'd like to say. Mm-hmm. And if it's right there, then more than likely they will click it.
2: Right. Yep. Good yep. point. Yep. Exactly. So the first step is really defining what it is that you're trying to accomplish, and then the second one is determining how it is that you're going to build your website. And we like to think that there are generally speaking three different ways that you could do this. One is that you could hire a designer, like a freelance designer, or you could hire maybe a small agency to build a website for you.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, This method is going to be the most custom, right? You're going to have the most hand in the design of your website. It is not surprisingly also going to be the most expensive Mm-hmm. Um, and it may, it may take the longest, depending on you know, who you hire and how in-depth your, your website needs are, but you should be able to get whatever it is that you're looking for if you go this route. And you want to make sure that whoever you hire has both the design capability um, and marketing cap- capability as well as the technical capability to build your website, which is why oftentimes it takes a small agency because they'll have all of those resources in-house.
0: Yeah, a lot of times you think, oh, I can just put something together and, you know, put it up there. I can do it. But there's so much of the, the back end that, you know, if you're not technically, you know, inept, you know, you're lost. You're, you're, you won't be found, I should say.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Which, which is a good segue to method number two, which is do it yourself. Um, <laughs> there, are, there are some brilliant website builders that have come out over the last few years. This has become a very popular field. And you've probably heard of a few of them, like Squarespace is popular with musicians. Um, Wix is probably the best known of all of them. But there, there are a number of other website builder software mm-hmm. companies. Okay. And what they do is they make it possible for you to sign up for an account and use some drag-and-drop editing and whatnot to build your own website. This is great if you have some design and marketing expertise, mm-hmm. because then you can really use the tools to build out exactly what you need to be effective, right? Yeah. And it's a little bit easier, technically, um, because they've solved a lot of those problems for you. So. It's a really good option if you feel comfortable learning how to use the software, you have the time to build your own website, and it will be a lot less expensive than hiring an agency, of course, any do-it-yourself
0: model is, right? Absolutely. But but you got to remember with musicians, you know, that left brain, right brain, they're more on the creative side. They'd rather be yeah. performing and creating. That technical side is, is challenging for a lot of musicians.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And they have... They have solved – the website builder software has solved for a lot of the technical issues, but you still have to figure out how to connect, for example, your new website to your domain hosting provider, and a lot of that stuff trips people up.
1: You you didn't get to see Pam, but she made a face. Yeah, I get that one. Oh, Oh,
0: I get that one. Yeah, and and again, and sometimes I've found that musicians will just say – this is just too much you know i i don't get that part of it and i just will deal with social media and not do a website so they mm-hmm. just you know blow yeah. it off so mm-hmm. which is unfortunate cuz you've got you got to be able to found, be found
2: right yeah so, yeah we hear exactly that i looked at hiring an agency but it was too expensive so then i tried to build it myself so i signed up for a free trial and i gave up after like 3 yeah. days and so yeah. now i'm just going to rely on facebook it's yeah. pretty common pretty common
1: and, and but I think I, and Natalie I've,
2: did a fantastic job of explaining why relying on Facebook is um, not
0: adequate in the long run. Right. You know, and and Facebook is becoming a little more, you know, I'm, I'm finding more and more people are not as happy with it or, you know, on it as much. Mm-hmm. Um
1: but, and it, social media platforms come and oh. go. Like, remember when there was MySpace and oh, many geez. musicians had, um, yes. their material on MySpace, but who does that anymore? What, right? which, yeah.
0: which is interesting <laughs> because yeah, I've, um, you know, like for my other show, you know, I actually bring musicians in and, and, and I have found that, you know, like, check out MySpace and I'm thinking, MySpace? Wow. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. That does, first that says, sends a big message. Mm-hmm. If you are still dealing with MySpace, you know, just get off of it. You know, don't even uh, don't even mention that you're on right. MySpace because you can take all that stuff and you know move it to your website or somewhere right. else. But you know, it's like MySpace. You know, no, you know, again, mm-hmm. you said Natalie, you heard it perfectly that social media can come and go. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, we all say, oh, Facebook will be around forever, but you know, you just don't know, No, right? Once you have your domain and your site. Mm-hmm. That stays until you're ready to
1: close it down. Exactly. Yeah. And I think one of the challenges that people run into when, let's say, they they work with an agency, um, you spend a fair amount of money to do that. And then in three to five years, the site already looks antiquated, it looks yes. old, right? And then what do you do? It's like, oh, I have to spend that kind of money again. Yes. Right. So uh, Dawn, uh, she went over the first option and the third option, but she hasn't gone over the second okay. option yet. <laughs> <laughs> and that is? Um, so with Jotful, we are actually between the two. Okay. So we uh, we are a do-it-for-you model, mm-hmm. um, and we actually do it together. So, um, we design it and we build it and we take care of the hosting, the technical things, the security, that stuff. Okay. Um, and then we co-maintain it with the person. So, um, you know, people are like, well, how do you, you do you sit, do we sit down? Do we have long meetings? Like, how does this happen? And it's, we actually, if, let's say you have a couple of social media profiles, we'll go look at them. <clears throat> we'll, Take some, we'll see what sort of your personal branding is and we'll mm-hmm. take some of the f- images from there and we'll see some of the posts that you've sent. And wait, okay, we get a sense of them. We'll bring all of that over into the website. They don't have to do any of that. Right. Um, and so we'll put together, uh, something that looks professional and clean and functional and has that call to action that we talked mm-hmm. about, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. um, And so we do all of this, um, but we keep it closer to the do it yourself, um, pricing. So it's, we're a little higher than the do it yourself because, you know, we're doing it for you. Um, and what we do is we co-maintain it, uh, with you over time so that, you know, if you don't know exactly what you want up front, we do we do a three page start uh, site to start, mm-hmm. and then you know, in six months, you're like, oh, I want to put a blog up there. I now I know what music of mine I want to put up there, mm-hmm. or I had a photo shoot and now I want to put those up there. Um, they can just do that at any time, and they work with us to do it. They can make super simple changes. So we've built this for um, we've built our content management system, our platform for people who are so uncomfortable with technology. <laughs> And there are many of them out there <laughs> that even they can have success using our our editor. It's a magical editor. And that
0: is huge. I mean, I had a website before and it was like I needed to update and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. OK, I'm not mm-hmm. going to dish out another 300 bucks so you exactly. can update. It was just frustrating. I just had to close it down. It's like, well, I can't. You know, the, it, this isn't helping. And, and musicians yep. have new music. They have, mm-hmm. you know, tour dates that get added all the Lots time. Lots of stuff, yep. I mean, it's that's a constant ongoing. thing they mm-hmm. have to update. So th- that's huge. Right. If you, you need to be able to do that yourself. Yep. And like you said, it makes you make it simple, which is
1: huge. Right. You know, they don't have to feel overwhelmed because, mm-hmm. you know, then, then what's the point? Right. You know? Our belief is that if we ever have to start training people on how to use it, then we've made it too complicated. Ah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, And it's their brand. So they should have
0: control of it. Mm -hmm. You know, you should be able to, you know, I mean, especially oh man we had this great gig last night you want to share that mm-hmm. and of course put it on your website so people mm-hmm. can see what you know how much fun you had and you know all the people were dancing in front yep. of you you know whatever you need to
1: add that to your site right away yeah exactly and so some people will say well gosh i just don't have enough time to do that mm-hmm. and i you know i'm paying you a sort of monthly fee can't you do the work and the truth is y- yes we can so we build it so that it's simple enough that anyone can use it but we you know we also we're always there so yeah. Um, it might be that you have a really busy week and you can't do your updates and you send them to us and we do it. It might be that you want to take total control and it's just – a it's an ongoing mm-hmm. um, relationship and we're just – we're always there to support. I think the other important thing is to go back to that agency example where you have a website but then three to five years later, it looks like you need a new yes, one, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So here with oddful it's an – it's a – Um, platform that's constantly going to be updating. So, you know, we're going to be the ones that are saying, oh, the style is changing. So we're going to change the style of the Mm -hmm. websites. And we have many different styles that they can choose from. So that in three or four years, if they want to refresh, they just they have many options that are simple for doing that. And it's all in their monthly price. That's great. That's Mm -hmm. great. Well, can you tell me what are the most common
0: mistakes that you see on websites? (laughs) <laughs> As she giggles. Okay. There wow. must be
1: some good ones. There are some good ones. Don, do you want to start with that?
2: Yeah. So we already addressed the fact that a lot of them don't have a clear call to action. That's sort of the number one mistake that we see all the time. Um, another one is that they'll forget to put their contact information oh, no. on the website. <laughs> Seriously? Um, okay. Yes. Yeah. Whoa. And the thing is, with mobile phones, people are less likely to navigate between pages than they used to be. They more often now scroll through long pages. Okay. Think about it. It's just easier to scroll through a long page than it is to switch back and forth between pages. And so burying your contact information on a contact page is just not satisfactory anymore. We recommend you put it in the footer on every single one of your pages. Oh, Okay. That makes sense. Those are the ones that, that I see really often. How about you, Natalie?
1: I think another thing that um, we see is, um, especially when you get to a place of actually doing a website, you're really proud of your content. Oh, yeah. So um, I think people generally have a tendency to overwhelm with words. Um, so we see uh, a lot of really long bios. Um, mm-hmm. And so... A lot of times we will advise that, you know, you should probably do a paragraph or two <laughs> yeah. maybe uh on the home page and then move the rest of it. Um, onto a more of an about page, if you will. But as Dawn mentioned, most people are just going to be looking at the home page. And so you want to have a, a little bit of critical information, um, yeah. all the way through, right? So that if they're only looking at the home page, they're pretty much getting a good snapshot of that's you. a good idea. Yeah. Okay. But not Makes putting so. huge, lo- I mean, imagine if you have like five paragraphs of text. That's I don't read About it. you, right? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not and then you're <laughs> looking at it on the phone. They're scrolling through so much text, right? Mm-hmm. So we see that a fair amount done. On sites well, as well. A lot of musicians are writers, so they just yep. keep going and going. and Exactly, go, oh, another verse. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> same concept. Yeah, yep. or um, generally overwhelming with content. It, it, might, it might also be that they have. Uh, I, w- I was just at a uh, one of our customers today who has. Um, many years of radio shows. And uh he's like, well I want to put all fifty of them up there. And Mm. that's just a it's another example of overwhelming with content. Yeah. Yeah, It's always uh I like when they have the little see more.
0: You know, you can click it. If you if you're really interested and you want to know you know all the fifty stations this guy was on, then you know Mm -hmm. see more. You know, and and but let the the person that's there decide, Mm -hmm. make that decision. Give them the basics, like you said. You know, and let them decide if they want to find out more about you yeah. and where you But it's all there if yeah. they do. Right.
1: Yeah. I, and I think the last thing I'll say is um, a lot of times when we're doing research on sites and looking at somebody's old site, um, you know, they might l- like it, um, but they can't update it or and it's mm-hmm. too expensive and that's why they're coming to us. But we, what we find is um, a lot of sites are just really confusing. So people aren't thinking <laughs> yes. through the user experience of it. Um, you know, you want people to be, you want that call to action to be the thing that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um And I can't tell you how many times we see pages that uh, you're not sure where you're going or where they lead to or how to get back to them. Or, and don't make me click three times to get what I need. Exactly. That's annoying. I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. So a lot of what we'll do is not only move it into our platform, but also um make sure we're putting ourselves in the shoes of who their audience is and building the site so that it really mm-hmm. makes sense. And it's very user friendly.
0: Yeah, um, I like when, especially for musicians, they, they, they have to have something up there that, you know, um, that they can play the music. You know, I mean, that's what they're. They're yep. all about is yep. the music, so you have to be able to hear that. So, how does that incorporate mm-hmm. into you know um, a, a website for a musician? Yeah,
1: sure. So, um, people would have to upload their music to wherever they do that. They might do that on iTunes. They might do they might do videos, and mm-hmm. you know have most of their stuff on on YouTube. There, it it needs to be housed in a platform like that, okay. and then we link to it, um, and then it shows up. I mean, you can do a video right there. You can click and um, a link on the website, and it goes right to their iTunes playing it. Okay. Yeah. And so that's, it's just an integration that we put together on our side, but looks seamless to the, the person who's visiting their website. That makes, a, you know, that makes a good website. You know, it's like, oh, this is easy. I
0: can see mm-hmm. what I'm doing and, and the, you don't know the back end, or how it, how it works, whatever, but, you know, I've got to hear the music. Yeah. So really important mm-hmm. for musicians. Um, like I said, they like to, uh, they like to create, but. You know, putting it all together is another story. Right. I liked how you said yeah. me earlier. You said uh, it's the your, your online headquarters, and boy, it's like that really made so much sense when I heard you say that. It's like you you have to have something that they can go to. You know, your listener or someone interested in hiring you or do whatever it may be. And it's like if you don't have that website, you know, you're you're basically losing out. I think mm-hmm. you know you, you've got to have that and. You know, you guys make it, Jotful make it easy, you know, to, to help these musicians so that their music gets out there and, you
1: Mm -hmm. know, and they can
0: update it again, you know, when they got a new tour date came in or something, you know, put Mm -hmm. it on there right away. Um, what about like, you know, for example, someone has this big gig coming up. Okay. We're going to, we're going to open up for the Rolling Stones. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. huge. Okay. Can you do like a banner that kind of Mm -hmm. just scrolls through the whole thing, you know, something like that?
1: Yeah. So we have an alert bar that we can put at the top of the website for something that's hot, uh, that's coming. Um, some people also will just say it's important enough that we want it on, in sort of the meat on the homepage. Mm -hmm. We just add a section. Um, and we, you know, which awful we do changes really quickly within 24 hours. So people could be last minute about it and be like, Oh my gosh, I forgot we have this gig on Friday. Can you put this up there? Um, and so yeah, either an alert bar or actually making okay. it a, a, like a featured
0: section. Uh, here's a, a question too. You know, you get it. You, you get your domain, you know, and it's a, the URL with the dot com. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit. Do they do, do you need the dot? org, the .net, the .biz. I mean, do you need all those other things or just a .com? Is that sufficient?
1: Mm-hmm. Don, you want to uh, check
0: that? Yeah.
2: So I definitely recommend going for the .com and you don't need to go for the other ones. Um, most people, especially here in the U.S., will search for the .com first. So you definitely want to get the .com if you can. If you can't get the .com, you might go for something else if you're really married to your particular custom <laughs> domain. But definitely go for the, do- the .com if you can.
0: Yeah, and it should be the band name or the artist's name, mm-hmm. not something, yep. you know, something mm-hmm. little fancy name or whatever. Exactly.
2: Right? Yeah. Exactly. And then some people try, if they're familiar with SEO, they might try to bake some keywords into that domain name, like best band in the D, right? <laughs> and it sounds like that's a good idea from a search perspective, but, but it's not actually. Better <laughs> to go for your band name and maybe add that onto your actual page.
0: Okay. Yeah, don't get cute when so people can can't yeah. find you, right? Makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> then someone's thinking, oh, that's a good band name, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, You know, the the easier you make it for your listeners and people that want to find you, I think is is the best way to go. Yeah, really. Yeah, so, yeah. Why make and it really? Dark? By the
2: way, from a technical perspective, there are a couple of things that will make you more findable on search engines that anybody should take into account before they build a website. Um, One is that the website needs to work well on mobile phones.
1: Mm.
2: Ideally, it should be what's called mobile responsive, which means that it automatically changes its format and its sizing depending on which device it's on. So on a tablet, which is also a mobile device, it's a larger format and still looks good versus on a phone, which is a smaller version of a mobile device. It all responsively adjusts. Okay. Uh, search engines like Google will actually rank you higher if your website performs well on mobile. So really? that's really oh. important to do.
0: and that's just a little tweak of some sort in the the technical end of the backside of it.
2: yeah if you hire if you hire an agency or designer, you want to make sure that they know how to build in a mobile responsive way, which most of them should know how to do. If you okay. use website builder software, most of them are mobile responsive. But for example, with Wix, you actually have to update a second site after you update your regular desktop site, oh. which can be really frustrating because it's a lot of extra work. You build your desktop site, and then you remember, oh, that's right, now I have to go to the mobile version and make the edits over there, too. So that can be a real hassle. So it's something you definitely wanted to, to take into account as you're building your website. Um, and JotSol, all Jotform styles are mobile responsive.
0: You know, We'd think it'd be more standardized, standardized, uh, because mm. you know most people look at things on their phone more mm-hmm. than on the computer. So that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, good. Some, a lot of people wouldn't have realized that. Yeah. And then the second
2: thing, from a technical perspective, is that you want to make sure that your website is secure. Mm. And now what happens is that the search engines will actually rank your website lower if it's not secure. If somebody can't go to the HTTPS oh. version of your website which indicates that you have an SSL or TLS certificate on your website. So most of the website builder software, if you work with them, you'll get your security certificate free, or maybe it'll be a small add-on, but it will all be taken care of for you. If you work with Jotful, it's free and it's included. And if you hire a designer or an agency, then you just want to make sure that you purchase that SSL certificate and get them to attach it for you. It's really
0: important. Yeah, a lot of people will see that the little, uh, you know, the lock is not there mm-hmm. and may, yes. not, may not even want to go there. So, right. yeah. Yeah, especially if you have any commerce
2: on your site, forget mm-hmm. about it, right? Nobody's going to buy anything yeah. if they don't have the little secure lock. But then increasingly you'll notice that some browsers, if you go to visit a website – that isn't secure. You'll get that uh, that message. Like this website may be dangerous. Are you sure you want to proceed? Oh, I have seen you those. Sure I, you? Okay, nobody yeah. ever proceeds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I will agree because I have not. I've seen it pop up. It's like, okay, no, no, I don't. You know, <laughs> exactly. Everybody just hits the back button. Yes. What are some other things that um, you know? For example, Google uh, looks for when you when when your website is um, searched.
2: Yeah. So you're probably familiar with the concept of keywords, right? Uh Google's really scanning your website to see that it has content that's relevant to the search that's being performed. And so they're going to look for keywords that match the the words used in the search. So you want to make sure that those keywords are in some pretty um, key places on your website, so to speak. One of them is the page title. So every page can focus on different keywords when you want to have it in the page title. You want to have them in the headline text. And there are different levels of headlines on a website. They're called H1, H2, H3. But it's just like the outlines of papers you would write in high school, right, where you would Uh write the outline. Think of H1 as being everything that's sort of justified left and H2 being everything that's tabbed in a little bit.
1: Okay.
0: You
2: right. want the most important keywords to be in all the H1 tags on your website. So all that headline text.
0: Yeah. Okay. Great. And that's, then you want
2: to right. take advantage of the what's called alt tags, which are on your images. So all images on websites have the ability to include a tag. And that tag is really for, for example, if somebody's using a website, but they have the images turned off, it will instead show the text in the alt tag, oh. but the alt tags are also great places to include more keywords, right? Okay. And, and Google will search that as well. So you just want to make sure that you're selecting keywords that are relevant for your, for your band or for, um, for you as a performer, and then make sure that you're including them in those really important places on your website.
0: Okay. Uh, another thing that uh, kind of pops up here in my head that if a musician is thinking, like, okay, I just need something simple that people can find me, although we already talked about why they really should have a, mm-hmm. a website. But if what if someone's saying, I'm just going to do a landing page instead of a website. Just, let's mm-hmm. talk about that. The difference between the two, you know, sure. in a musician's perspective, you know, I just need something <clears throat> simple.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, a landing page might be what I need. I think what they're, what they're thinking of in their mind is basically just a one page website. When, if they're going to refer to a landing page, I think they're probably just thinking one page. One page. Yeah, um, And, I, you know, for some people, I think that's going to be perfectly fine um, if they don't have a lot of content and they want it to be really simple. Um, but it's pretty much the same process. It's just um, one page versus three to five pages. Mm-hmm. And it really is all driven by how much content you have. Well, when, when you think about a musician,
0: they're going to have their music, mm-hmm. their their music for sale, their CDs, mm-hmm. you know, w- where are they playing, mm-hmm. um, you know, videos possibly, if they're a teacher. I mean, so yeah. a landing page their probably bio. wouldn't work. A bio, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yep. Yeah. So simple may not
1: be the yeah, best thing. My guess is that they're going to fall where a lot of our small business owners fall somewhere between three and five pages. Yeah. That's pretty mm-hmm. typical. Well, that'll be, you know, a good way people will know what you do, what you sound like.
0: How you can perform, mm-hmm. you know, so three to five, you know, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what – um when you build a site for somebody – okay, so I'm a musician. I come in. I say, okay, Natalie and Don, I need uh, a site for my music – What, where do you start? How does this work? Yes. (laughs) Where where do you start? Okay. And I, you know, and and let's just assume I'm not technically Mm -hmm. savvy on all of that, but hey, I need something that when I get a gig I can put on here and, you know, I need people to Mm -hmm. know my music and find
1: me. Yeah. What's the process? So we will set up a call with you. Um, we'll talk through, they can last anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes. Um, we'll get a sense of who you are and what you do and, um, what you're trying to convey, why you want a site and mm-hmm. what the goal of the site is. Um, we'll guide if you really have no idea. We'll sort of guide <laughs> you through that and give you some options. Um, we'll talk to people about the, I'll use the word, but we don't typically use the word that what their sort of personal brand is. What we'll say is more like, um, what are you trying to convey? What is the personality that you want to come through mm-hmm. your site? So we'll sort of tease that out of them. Okay. Um, we'll talk through a little bit of the content that they want to put up there. Um, and then we'll, Ask them where they have content right now. So for most people in this day and age, they have some sort of social media, yeah. right? So we know that we can go there and we can get – we can peel a fair amount of information from there. Um, there are some people who don't, mm-hmm. um, but they might have been um, – they might have been on a performance series where they did a lovely bio of them. They have some lovely photos of them and we can get our hands on that. Usually so there is some content somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll find that out. And then what we'll say is we're going to build a homepage for you, just a single page. Um, and we'll do that free of charge because we want, first of all, for it to be low, uh, no risk for you. Um, and you can get a sense of our design aesthetic without okay. having to you know, sign up for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get a sense of our working style. And then, uh, we'll build, usually it takes us a day or two. That's all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. <laughs> and then we'll set up a, a screen share with them so that they can actually see the, the homepage that we've built for them. Um, and then we'll walk them through. Here's why we made this, you know, this decision or that decision. We, we heard you wanted this or that. Um, and then they'll be able to give us feedback. And mm-hmm. if they like it, we'll talk through a few of the other pages that they want on. And then we have them sign up. Um, so our – we haven't talked about our prices, but our prices start at $59 a month, um, 59 to $99. Um, most people would uh, – the musicians would likely be in the $59 category right. yeah. unless mm-hmm. they wanted to blog. And if they wanted yeah. to blog or they had a lot of events and they wanted those events to just sort of – fall off um without them having to do anything mm-hmm. then they would be at our middle price point okay. of $79 a month yeah, i would imagine most musicians would start with the basic
0: and, i would think you know, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I,
1: knowing yeah. musicians yes i think so <laughs> yeah uh, just
0: but the fact that you know again so many musicians don't have a site it's just it's it's like oh you you know you're not helping yourself you yeah. know I, I i really believe that i mean cuz i i try to find musicians to be on my shows yeah. and it's like I, I need to see more I than know. just a you know a facebook page mm-hmm. but um, you know it's not like i wouldn't put them on the show because you know that's
1: all they have but right. it sure makes a difference it like just you makes said you much more marketable much more findable so then if they um want to move forward then they sign up um and they can either pay monthly if that's what their budget allows or some people want to get a little extra discount and pay for the full year. And then we build out the site. Um, we build it out within a week. Mm-hmm. And let's say they have virtually no content. What we'll end up doing is putting in placeholder images and placeholder text that they can then edit. So that we'll show them that it should be about two paragraphs here and we put a, you know, a funny image in there that they may want to keep. Okay. Because they don't, they don't care so much about it. Or they may want to say, oh, I know what image I'm going to put there. Okay. If they have a fair amount of content, they'll, when they see the site within a week, they'll see a lot of their content up there. And then we send them login information and we just sort of co-build it from there. Mm-hmm. They'll do some edits. We'll do some edits, et cetera, until they're ready to launch. Yeah. That's how it works. That's a, sounds a, like an easy way to. Get yeah, a, get a website up. Yeah, easy and quick. Quick it can be quick. Yeah, quick, and mm-hmm. and
0: and which is unusual. Like you mm-hmm. said earlier, it's like well, sometimes these take so long. Right, it's like I, I gave you half the information, you know, and just you know. Cut and paste or whatever, yeah, that doesn't make sense, and they, they don't. There's no reason to take so long,
1: right? Well, uh, we think so uh, too. That's, <laughs> that's why we make that commitment. Um, and I, my favorite, I think, uh, quote of late from uh, somebody who is actually in our, who's a prospect, he's not yet a customer, who just said, "Wait, isn't there more to this? Like, don't you need more from me? Isn't this supposed to be harder? Like, why this is so easy? This is great. Like, that's exactly why we're in business." But, <laughs>
0: I like that. I like that. But yeah, so I, I, again, I think, and brand is the, is the word that you, you use. It's your brand. You know, how do you want it to be perceived? Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't have a website, then what are you, what's
1: the message you're sending? Right. You know, that's the main thing. Yeah. And, and for musicians, like their brand is so personal. Their, their music is their personality. Mm. Their personality is their music. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's just even more of a personal um, feel to it gotcha. than other business owners Yeah. Um, just because so much of your identity is wrapped up into uh, who you are as a performer. And I think a website,
0: you know, a musician's website can be so creative and so mm-hmm. – um, it can be fun, yeah. you know. I mean unless you're a cello player with, you know, with a, a DSO or something, you know, it's a little different than, right. you know, maybe a rock and roll star. but either, Right. And you can
1: gear that towards them with their – yeah. I mean, that's actually a great example. I think, um, even orchestral musicians these days, um, they might, that might be their main gig, but, um, there are several members of the Detroit Symphony Orchestra that have multiple things going on. Mm. And so if they are someone who has an ensemble on the side that they sort of co-founded, um, if they're, um, they're a guest in other orchestras, they might want to have a page about that on, on their website. um, if they also teach. Uh, so even if they have a major symphony orchestra as their main thing, mm-hmm. they still might be doing enough on the side to make it worthwhile to have a website. Yeah. You can't
0: you can't send a message of all the different things you do if you're just like plunking little things down on right. social media. You yep. know, a, a tweet doesn't get it. right. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh,
1: do you, but you can connect all those too, exactly. obviously. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all of those social media sites, um, there's just a link that goes directly to mm-hmm. it. Um, if you're somebody who is regularly writing on, on Twitter or, or putting photos on Instagram, we can also connect it so it shows um, – it's not just the icon, but it actually shows sort of your feed. Oh, it does? Website. Oh, so you can – so you click – It's another page or right? – um, A lot of times people want it on the homepage. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, yeah, we'll have the icons there for sure. But yeah. it, uh, let's say somebody is um, – Uh, Well, let's just use Twitter, for example. Um, And they're regularly um, putting tweets on. Then we can also set it up so that um, the flow of tweets, the most recent ones, will show. and so you can like see that right on the homepage. I like that
0: because again, you don't want to have to click. Well, if you click that, then they're off their your site. Yep, that's the are. first thing. You don't want to take that's them somewhere. That's a potential else. drawback actually. Yes. That's a good point. That, I like that mm-hmm. you can keep them there.
1: Mhm. Because they may find something else they like. Mhm. Yep, they could. Yeah. Yeah, that's the sort of philosophical question you have to ask with whenever you send put a link on that might send someone somewhere else. So is so um uh, how much,
0: um, you know? Say, for example, the tweet, Since you were talking Twitter here, mm-hmm. how many like different things would be listed? I mean, I mean, or do you? Keep, how how far can you scroll? How yeah. f- how
1: old? Of so, the- what will show is probably three to five. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, you can scroll more and see. But that's mm-hmm. it's not. Um, yeah, nobody can see what I'm doing here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're, we're not on TV. Here. Right. Uh, right. So, I mean, I think it's sort of like a paragraph. She's size. using her hand
0: like to give me yeah, right. an idea of size-wise. <laughs> well, let's see. With your hand up like that, that's about four inches maybe. Yeah, or, thank okay. you. Thank you for that help. <laughs> yeah. Forget it. We're not on TV right here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's a good idea. You don't want to send them away from your site either. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, depends where that call of action is, which is huge. Yep. Um, you know, so, uh, what
1: could be a call of action for a musician? So, I think one of the examples that, uh, Dawn gave was book now. Mm-hmm. Another is, a, a common one that people use is contact. Contact, or contact me, yeah. contact Anything us. Anything else? Um. Are those the, two some, the main sometimes things? Sometimes people do learn more. Um, so, let's just say that you, um, you know, you're, you you are a musician and you want to have a sort of professional sense and you're on the audition circuit and you really mm-hmm. kind of want to land an orchestral job but you know you have other stuff on the side um it just might be like these are all the things that I do and so learn more that could be something too okay whatever basically whatever you want it to be mm-hmm. yeah for sure but keep
0: them on there somehow to get you know, their information or get them to contact you, mm-hmm. you know, is always a good thing. Yeah. I like the one for – especially for a music, musician, book me.
1: Yeah. Book now.
0: Yeah. I mean that's the whole point, yeah. you know, is to get more gigs and, you know, and and make more – some more money. Right. You know, get your craft out there. Um, Interesting. Can you ever – you know, and I'm thinking a lot of times, for example, a band is out live. You know, they're – doing, you know, a gig, whatever, you know, say it's a big one that they really want to capture. Can you do a live feed on on a website?
1: Dawn, do you want to jump in with that?
2: I want to say yes, but
1: I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. Didn't so me just put you on that. the spot
0: there, but it just occurred to me. It's like, well, yeah, that would be great for a musician, you know, if that could be, you know, yeah. that's a possibility. Yeah, that's actually something we just have to look at. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, on the technical end, there's exactly. always a way, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I think that would be cool. I, I would sound the technical end. there's usually a way. <laughs> there's always, yeah. <laughs> depends, on, depends on how much money, right? There you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How much you want to spend? We'll figure it out. Right. Yeah, yeah, no. Right. Um, but that would be cool. I mean, just um, – and I'm just trying to think, you know, as for a musician, you know, yeah, you've got all your – your basics, you know, here's where we're playing, here's the kind of music we have, here's some live videos. But it's like, you know, what else could there be on a website for a musician that would really be, you know, just outstanding, you know, just completely from the norm, you know, and just, you know, and and just my the wheels are turning in my head right now. I'm thinking, you know, how else, you know, what else would a, a cool website for a musician, you know, entail? I don't know, just kind of, yeah. I mean, not that you can answer that. Um, that's probably an individual thing for each mm. of the musicians. And- yeah, I
1: was going to say, I mean, uh, really outside of the norm, I think is going to depend a little bit on who you are. But the the yeah. most interesting thing is something that is not expected. Mm. So if you are a musician who also, um, you know, creates race cars, right? Like that, it okay. just, it just <laughs> makes you stand out as somebody really different and unique. So, I mean, I think... Uh, For the most part, right? There's the homepage. There's your bio. There's samples of your music. There's any CDs that you've created. um, There's um, upcoming events. There's upcoming shows. There's photos. There's a blog. Right. Those are sort of the common things. Most people are going to have all of those, but they'll choose from some of those. Mm -hmm. But to answer your question of like what would really make someone stand out, Um. either performing with someone who's at like a very high level and showing that, Mm -hmm. right? So let's say you're a cellist and you performed at some point with Yo-Yo Ma, like that's going to grab people's attention, right? (laughs) Or if you have multiple interests and you sort of weave some of those multiple interests into your musician website, that Mm -hmm. will make you stand out. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's always you got to
0: find that little little gem, mm-hmm. you know, that will make you stand out. I mean, of course, the way the lay, the whole website looks is the other thing. I mean, if it looks boring and, you know, it's like or confusing, you they're not going to stick around and they're right. not going to find out more and, you know, and read all that information and and find out about you. So, that in itself is the main thing. Right. Know, it's got to look good. Yep. It's got to look good.
2: Yep. You, you also want to demonstrate that you're really active. Right. Oh, yeah. You've got a lot of gigs. You're booked a lot. You have a lot going on. <clears throat> People want to see that when they come to your website because it just gives you a lot more credibility.
0: That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And and the way you guys do that, that, you know, letting the musician able to add things and do whatever, mm-hmm. they can show that. Yeah. Yep. Been busy. Oh, this was great last night. And, you know, and they're, you know, typing in whatever
1: you know, the exactly. experience
0: from that or whatever the title or the headline might be. Mm-hmm. So, And then it's live right away. Live. Yes. They make the edits right on their website. And it's fresh in their mind, you mm-hmm. know, and the people that were there, you know, they can relive it from just last night. Maybe they couldn't remember last night, too much, you know, whatever. Yep. Uh, so I think that's really important for mm-hmm. a musician to do. I, I like that part of it. It's yeah. like, you know, be able to not have to wait on someone else to fix this for me. Right. So, um, Also, well... um I'm going to let you each, like, you know, some last things that you might want to say or talk
1: about, you know, and let us um, yeah. so, uh, share with everybody. For me, I actually – um I was looking through a few sites mm-hmm. that I thought might be good examples okay. for folks if they want to check them out. Um So there is a, a really great contemporary music group, so for more of the small ensembles out there, mm-hmm. in uh, Chicago called 8th Blackbird. Oh. And so that site is – um www.eighthblackbird.org. Okay. So I think that was, it's a really great example for a, a small ensemble. Okay. Um, then for, uh, since we're in Detroit, um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, one of my friends is a great, uh, vocal, like jazz vocal soloist, uh-huh. um, who's one of these musicians who has, she touches many different things. She used to work for the DSO. Um, she does some teaching. She performs. She writes music. So, uh, it's a good one for people who do a kind of bunch of things. Okay. Uh, and her site is uh, NicoleNew.com. Uh, NicoleNew is N E W.com. Okay. And then the last one is actually um, so the the former music uh, critic of the Detroit Free Press, Mark Stryker. Uh huh. Um is now sort sort of retired, although doing other things, and he is he's become one of our customers, um because he's written a book called oh. Jazz from Detroit. Okay, and so I think it's an interesting um site for people. To, one, it will show give people a sense of uh, our Jotful website. Um, it's also a musician who is doing. Multiple things that are unusual. Okay. But we'll have a lot of the pages that um most musicians would want to have. And so his uh URL is jazzfromdetroit.com. I like that.
0: And he's got the keyword in there, Detroit jazz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's got those keywords. <laughs> uh just what you need. Perfect. Um Don, you wanna say anything else? And- yeah.
2: Yeah, I think, I think I'll leave us with something that brings us a little bit back to the beginning, back to when we were talking about why it is that you need a website in the first place as a musician. And we oftentimes hear people say that they don't need a website because they get so much word of mouth, mm. right? They get gigs through word of mouth, and it's just this referral business that's really important. And what I would challenge people about is that oftentimes when people get a recommendation from somebody else, the very first thing they do is go online to look them up. So yep. even though you may be getting that word of mouth, I ask you, how often are people talking about you, but you're losing the gig or you're losing the business because they're going to look for you and aren't finding you?
0: Yep, exactly. Oh, I hear sirens in wherever, wherever Don's calling from. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. You go you to find out, you go to their website. Perfect. Yep. yep. Hands down. That makes, the, that, that just put this whole thing in perspective. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to both of you women today. We've got Natalie Bruno here in our uh, studios, the customer and business development lead. And then uh, on the phone, we have Don Verbrighi, the CEO and founder of Jotful from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, so not too far from here, and uh, I love it, Michigan, uh, company. And uh, check their check out their website, yeah. <laughs> Jotful with two T's, right? Correct. jotful.com dot mm-hmm. and uh, you can see what they do and everything like that. So if you are a musician, you know, and you don't have a website, um, hopefully we've given you some good pointers of why you need it and some you know, some good ideas of what you need on it and and how to go about getting a, a website, and um, you know, and go go from there. If you if you want to do more than just play music on the side mm-hmm. then uh, start with that mm-hmm. um that's one of the first things that you need to make sure of. So thank you so much, Natalie and Don. Thank you. you Pam. Appreciate it. And um thank oh this is my first <laughs> uh, the first in the inaugural <laughs> podcast of uh of this. So uh thank you. This first one is done. You know, I do. <laughs> but it's been a pleasure talking with you both and some great ideas. So thank you very much and mm-hmm. sharing with uh your expertise on building a website and uh musicians having websites and the importance of that one. So again, thank you all for listening. Do appreciate you tuning in to The Business of the Music Business. I'm Pam Rossi. Have a great week.